coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. We say some dirty words and laugh at fart jokes. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. It is going great. Uh, We are here. We are going to talk about South Park, The Fractured But Whole. Um, And because it is a South Park game, we are going to be using language we would not normally use on this show. If you listen to this show with your kids, if you are a kid... Maybe reconsider listening to this one. Although, if you are a kid, you know what you're getting into. You want to hear us say shit. You're already saying these words anyways. You already are. Mark, do you remember, like, I remember in first grade, like, I was just about to revise it to kindergarten. I'm going to stick with first grade. Uh, Out at recess, like, just swearing up a storm with my (laughs) friends. Like, all the time. We were just, we thought we were so cool. I feel like I was, um... A, a, like I tried really hard to be a good kid. Yeah, and uh, my parents, you know, like they didn't swear. Mm. And we and we were not. We were a non-swearing family. Uh, I think I held out till I was like sixth grade. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, we were kind of a non-swearing family too. But like, I don't know. I just got like the bug for it or something. I was just like, oh, I gotta swear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if if you would like to hear us talk about a game that is not this filthy uh south park game uh we did just record a conversation about uh, donkey kong country tropical freeze Uh, the episode has in your feed right now with this one um unless you don't subscribe to us which you should um and uh you can listen to that instead mark should no let's before we get into it um look pokemon starters there are three different starters in every pokemon game we're gonna try to figure out which one is the best one but mark and i are dummies Oh, just like the most stupid. Just like, like, listen to us try to describe how dumb we are. And you're like, who are these idiots? Don't they know any more words? No, just dumb dumb and idiot and stupid. So you need to tell us which are the dumbest, stupidest, and most idiotic Pokemon. So that we won't include them. That's a twist on that. Because normally we're like, oh, champion your favorite Pokemon starter. But you can also disparage others in the field if you want. You're like, I don't care who wins as long as it's not, you know, like Meowth or whatever. Yeah, I don't think it's a starter. But (laughs) you're right. What was the name of the one in uh, uh, Sun and Moon? The cow, Uh, the kid one. Yeah, Litten. Litten. Yes, that's right. Um, see, we're not so dumb. We remember the name of one Pokemon <laughs> from the most recent Pokemon game. <laughs> it was my starter when I played. <laughs> and I was like, uh, uh, uh. Anyway, we need your input on this because we are going to be recording uh, an episode and determining which is the best one. Maybe even a second uh, prize for the worst one. Um, early June. So get your impressions into us and make your case. Uh, send emails to Nintendo cartridge society at gmail.com. And uh, then that'll be a, a fun episode with all of your input. Mark, are you ready to get into this and talk about South Park, the fractured butthole? Yeah, let's do it. So I picked up South Park. 
Um, I generally speaking, sort of like South Park as a series. Um, I think the more ambitious the show is, the more I like it. Um, so like the South Park movie, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, uh, is a movie that I unironically love. Um, it's, you know, basically just like a send up, a filthy send up of, um, like Les Mis and like, uh, movie musicals and stuff. So like, I love that shit. Um, and, uh, I, I, like, there's a lot in South Park to kind of like cringe at and a lot that hasn't like necessarily aged right in, uh, you know, 2018 that while I'm playing this game, I'm like, ah, yeah, like there's, there's a lot of like lazy, um, mildly racist, mildly, uh, like uh, misogynist jokes in there, but it's usually at the expense of, uh, the person telling those jokes. Um, and so I largely think that like, I, I, like, I don't feel bad or gross playing it. Um, but I do feel a little like transgre like the game deals in a lot of topics that other video games and other like TV shows and stuff like just won't deal with, um, because they're like hot button issues. Um, but that's obviously why South Park does it. Um, so to start just like with the, uh, the, the premise of what, what do you know about like the, the premise of the new South Park game? Um, so the previous one stick of truth. Yes. Was kind of like a high fantasy send up. Right. Yeah. Like a Lord of the Rings and uh, then game of Thrones. This yeah. one is like a superhero send up. Yeah. So you are playing it. it uh, the game starts in in the like high fantasy setting um your character is uh a continuation of the character that you either did play or would have played in um the stick of truth right and so like it's on a battlefield and like the kids are all like in there they're all dressed as like elves and wizards and stuff and like fighting in in the backyard and in the streets and um the uh the game this time around instead of being a menu-based combat like rpg is a, a like light grid-based combat so like um almost uh like a, a simplified like fire emblem heroes kind of uh combat system um where you know every attack has a different um like a different range a different direction that it goes um and uh so like that that's all cool and what while you're fighting like in the street there'll be times when like a car drives by and the kids are all like, Oh car. And they like get out of the way of the car and the car drives by and like shout something at the kids, like get out of the road, you damn kids. And then they're like, okay, clear. And then they go back into the street and there's even like a second of confusion where it's like, wait, where was I? Was I, you know, and, and I don't know the, I think where this game succeeds the most in terms of its um, like presentation and just like in how cute it is, is um, when it like, when the reality of what like the kids are pretending and like their actual reality run into each other like that, um, that they're like obeying the rules of the game so much that they're like, Oh wait, where was I in this? Or like, we get out of the way of the, of the car, but then we all go right back to where we were. Um, that kind of stuff is really fun for me. And I, I, I like that a lot. Um, so the, uh, the, the game starts with you um, generating a character. And, uh, it is intentionally like superficial when you're doing it. And, you know, it's a, it's a South Park kid. So like there's no sliders for cheekbones or whatever, <laughs> um, or body type or anything like that. Um, so you just sort of like make a, a cool looking kid. 
Um, and, uh, you know, they, I, they've, a lot has been made of like the, um, the joke of you select your skin tone and the darker your, uh, if you go for like darker skin mode, it's saying that like that's hard mode. Um, and as far as I can tell, it doesn't really affect anything, uh, in, in the game. Um, but as you play through the aspects of your character's identity and like their superhero identity are being developed like through uh, gameplay and through like little missions that you go on, even uh, things as broad as gender. So this is one of the places where I think the game is actually like kind of cool and progressive and important. Um, I, I decided to play as a transgender character because I was like, it's an option here. Let's, you know, like see how this plays out. Um, and you don't even really, uh, the topic of your gender doesn't come up um, until you. Yeah, it's like a, a story mission where you're going to see the guidance counselor, Mr. Mackey. Um, and he like asks you, you know, cause you're like a troubled kid in school and um, uh, the development of the character is actually uh, pretty cool. And like his, his parents are fighting and they're new in town, whatever. Um, and so uh, Mr. Mackey, the guidance counselor like calls you in and asks you questions about uh, your gender expression. And I've had two different conversations with the guidance counselor character, and each time it like broadens your like definition of your own gender. So like you know, it starts out with like, "Are you a boy or are you a girl?" And it's like, "Are you?" And then like, "Are you cis or trans?" And um, Mackie sort of like freaks out a little bit when you say trans, and he calls your parents, and your parents are like, "Yeah, we know that this is the case." And Mackie's like, oh, okay, you know, sorry, like, cool with it. Um, and then, like, when you go back to him, he, uh, like, expands on, uh, like, tell me about your gender identity. Is it, uh, do you consider your gender binary or non-binary? Like, it really goes into, like, the sort of granular nature of gender and gender expression and um, sexuality and expression of sexuality um, in a way that like it it doesn't like take a piss on it at any point it's just like asking these questions and being like tell me about this character um and no matter what every time you leave the the school from from those meetings you get jumped by a gang of rednecks who make fun of some aspect of of your character and you know just like calling you a a, a freak or whatever uh, for whatever reason you're also dressed up as a superhero at this point so like you're you are being a little weirdo <laughs> right right um and uh but like you beat those guys and they're like idiot rednecks um so like i don't know they they it was just very like rewarding and cool for me to like, have a um transgender you know bisexual male character um at, at the heart of this that is my hero that like i'm representing and i made these choices about him um and that the game world is reacting to him as that and you know Sometimes they like make jokes at your expense, but like it, there's jokes about everyone at everyone's expense. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I'm I'm finding that aspect of it to be really cool. Yeah, that's really interesting. I I remember in the lead up to the game's release, or originally on like other platforms, that there was a lot of discussion around this sort of thing. Um, I haven't played it myself, so I can't comment on it. It seems from what you're saying that it's like handled really well i think it's interesting that they're like exploring this mm -hmm. um yeah 
I don't yeah, know. It, I, don't... I mean, it, it does. It feels like a strange space in which to explore it because, I mean, the name of the game is the fractured butthole, right? Um, and the whole, like, your character's superpowers are derived from his ability to bend space and time with his farts. Like, this is a, it's my, my buddy Pete was like, man, they're really leaning hard into the fart jokes in this. And it's like, it's not just jokes. Like, it's the central gameplay mechanic is like, you need to fart to make things happen. You can push X at any time to make your character fart. And sometimes, like, you can use it in combat to, like, freeze. You can do a, a time-freezing fart where, you know, it's a grid-based thing and you can stop a, an enemy's turn in the middle of their turn and just, like, walk up to them with time-frozen and, like, pummel them. Or, like, you can rewind time uh, with your farts. Um, and, like, later uh, in, in other parts of the game, you can use... Um, you can use your farting ability to like trigger other characters to do like their special things to like get you access to other spaces on the map. So like there's a uh, uh, kite man um, is, you know, he's a human kite. Human kite is the character's name. It's Kyle, but he's kite man. Um, so like you can use him to like uh, jump from like rooftop to rooftop because you're propelling him with your like atomic farts. It's stupid. Um, but like it's, it's, this is the the game does have like an incredibly juvenile sense of humor um so it is interesting to see something a little bit more like introspective uh kind of woven in there yeah do the i guess you have not made it to the end no. is it something where the um the choices you make like have consequences you know like do, does it have consequences outside of those specific like missions or cutscenes or whatever um so i don't know if uh like my actions have um consequences necessarily like the, the choices i make in the game but i do feel i feel ownership over the character and uh his identity in a way that um I usually don't as where in like other games where you can create your character. Um, you know, th there's also like a, a sort of bottomless pit of um, uh, gear that you can put on that has no effect on how the game plays. It's just changing your appearance and then you can, you know, change the color of all of these things too. So like um, every couple hours I'm putting like a different costume on the character that, you know, or like finding something new or crafting something new. Um, that I'm excited about and excited about putting on. Um, and I don't know, I guess, I guess not but to, to answer your question directly. I don't know that my decisions are like having any weight in like the world of the game, but it feels meaningful enough because you're crafting this kid's identity. Um, cause your character doesn't talk. Um, but you have to like infer a lot about, um, his life and his personality from, um, like how his parents treat each other. They're, they fight a lot in the game. Um, and th there's a scene... Uh, so the game takes place over the course of a couple days. Um, and so there are daytimes and nighttimes. Um, and at the end of the first day, uh, they're like, the um, Cartman and you know everyone's like, okay, go, go home, and then we're going to do this mission at night. And you go home, and you know uh, your mom has like made dinner, um, but your dad is like drunk on the couch, uh, drunk and asleep on the couch. And it's just like like this is a family that's not working um and to just sort of like build an identity out of that feels meaningful um so yeah i I've, like i'm weirdly satisfied with the role-playing elements of this game yeah that's really interesting i i guess like i enjoy aspects of south park but i feel like um a lot of times 
they use just like really cheap and superficial gags mm-hmm. and then the excuse for that like especially when it relates to like race or gender and like sexual yeah. orientation stuff and then the excuse for that is just like oh but we make fun of everybody so yeah. like we can get away with it so it's really interesting to me uh yeah it's that's really cool to hear that that your experience with the game has been you know like that these things are handled with a like odd amount of finesse right which isn't to say that the game is like perfect in 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 that way there are still lots of time like a lot of characters i mean just like if you go through the south park like cast of characters there are a ton of them that are just like kind of ugly stereotypes of any you know corner of uh humandom uh so like i don't know there's some of that that like i i still have to be like south park you know what, what what is this um but I don't know. There, there's something about like it's just South Park's identity um, to like sort of be ugly and uh, like find something in there that's worth either like exploring or talking about or making jokes about. Um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel as mean spirited as I will frequently find the the show to be. Where I'm like, oh, I just need to you know turn this off because um, like you're the 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 kids are all like playing superhero together and there's something like unifying and cool about that um and i mean also this is sort of a, a step away from like the more political side of it um but the the story is fun and funny to me in that um the kids are trying to rescue a cat like this is the the inciting incident for the game and like 2 days into the game this is still what the characters are trying to do they're trying to rescue a cat because there's a $100 reward for it <laughs> and that will get them get their superhero franchise started um and there's like a whiteboard in Cartman's basement which outlines like phase 1 phase 2 and phase 3 of their superhero franchise and it's all just you know cheap shots at Marvel and DC for their like movie and TV strategies um but the that's so fucking funny the end of phase three like at the very bottom of the board it says like you know coon and friends um you know like final movie whatever um and then in parentheses it says introduce a chick um (laughs) which like having just seen uh infinity war no spoilers for infinity war but like they introduce a chick is how that movie ends basically um so it like uh it's the kind of thing where it's like mean-spirited a little bit but also is like pointing out those mean things in life yeah i mean i feel like the difference is uh and this obviously is not to just talk about south park in general but i feel like the difference in that is like it's poking fun at an institution yeah it's punching uh like up yes even though south park is uh, in south park is its own institution yeah you know it's like this is the second like huge south park game yeah yeah it's like punching up rather than like punching down yeah and i feel like sometimes the franchise has a really difficult time finding a balance in that that like i find satisfying yeah and i i I can totally relate to that and have been uh you know alienated by south park a couple of times in my life so Uh, or on have had periods of uh being like i can't deal with the show um but uh and gameplay wise it's a super fun like it's it's fun to explore um the town of south park um you know like i said there there are all these different ways to interact with the environment as you're gaining like buddies with different superpowers um who can like knock things over or that you can cross lava and like there's lava in the town that's just um little red lego bricks that they've laid out and they're like it's hot lava you can't cross it so you can't um so and uh the the combat is just 
like I said, super simple, but like still satisfying in a way where like you have to be paying attention to how you're fighting a fight. You can't just like kind of, you know, spam the X button to just make it go forward. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm really enjoying it, and I'm uh, I'm gonna go back in and and try to beat it. One thing that um, we mentioned on our news episode that we haven't mentioned here yet is that there uh, people have been encountering game breaking bugs in this that have been wiping out saves. Um, and uh, I have not encountered that yet. Um, so some part of me does kind of want to just wait for them to patch it. Um, cause I don't, you know, I don't want to risk it. I don't want to play for like, yeah, 15 hours and then have that progress erased. And then well, I'm not going to start over. Have you been playing mostly on the TV, mostly in handheld? Uh, both. Um, so th- I, this is a great point. The game doesn't look as great as I think it should. Um, I can see some like, uh, just sort of digital noise kind of around the edges of some of the characters when I've got it on the TV and, you know, like on a 4K TV. Um, and some of the text is too small, uh, when I'm playing in handheld. Um, and like, you know, the depth of field is strange in the world of South Park, right? (laughs) So anytime that you move like kind of too far into the background, if you're playing on handheld, it's kind of easy to lose the character um, in all of that, especially because like your um, design of the character, you know, is based totally on what you want him to look like. So if you made a weird choice and he's like the same color as, you know, a background you're moving him into, you can like really seriously lose him. Um, but it's not like precise platforming or anything like that. So it's not uh, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wanted it to be a little bit more, um, you know, it, it looks like South Park, uh, which is, is what it is. Uh, but I, I just wish it was a, a technically a little bit cleaner. Also, load times are a little bit of a bummer. I don't know if they're better on um, other versions of the game, but on the Switch version, um, you know, sometimes I'll hop into a fight and it's uh, loading for like 30 seconds or something before I actually get to get into combat. Yeah, hopefully when they fix the... Um game save bug they'll there will also be like some gameplay optimizations as well yeah maybe that that would be nice or some technical optimization um because there's some of it too just like uh there are fast there are fast travel points like around the town um so you can like skip to different areas um but like i find myself sometimes being like well if i fast travel then i'm going to get to there and then i have to like go over another screen so that's two load screens Oh, I'm just gonna walk. You know? Oh yeah, that's a bummer when you have to when like, the, the, make those sort of like decisions. Yeah, when it comes into the calculus of like, oh god, it's gonna take me longer. I was playing earlier today and like I walked from uh like one character's house, um, and they had to like go into a new area to go into another character's house, and that new area like you know kicked up a load screen, and like I just sort of like absentmindedly like twiddled my thumb back in the other direction. And like I went back through it, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so I was just like sitting there for you know two minutes, like not actually playing the game, um, which is weird. And like my normal antidote for something like that is like to listen to a podcast or music or something. But the game is so chatty, and so much of the enjoyment of the game is like listening to the characters talk to each other. That like that doesn't really work. Um, it's a game that demands your full attention. Uh, even when you're playing a mini game of just like taking a shit, which is something that happens in this game <laughs> over and over again, any toilet that you find, you can sit on and try to take a shit on. And it's like a little mini game of like rotating, um, uh, like thumbsticks or like pushing buttons quickly or whatever. Um, 
which by the way, I gotta say, is hard to do in handheld mode. I was trying to, there's a, well, like one version of it where you're rotating one of the sticks clockwise and the other one counterclockwise. And I had a really hard time doing it in handheld mode. Like really, really hard. Do you, uh, just be, do you think it's just because of like the design of the analog sticks? Or? I, don't, I don't really know what it is. Yeah, that's I mean, interesting. It's, and I also like found myself like kind of twisting the whole thing as I was doing it. I was like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Um, but it, it was fresh. And then, you know, like you don't really get anything for it. It's just like you completed this little pooping mini game. So anyway, I'm enjoying South Park. Um, if, uh, you know, w- would recommend for uh, people who are, who like South Park at all, um, or just want like a filthy um, superhero world to explore. It's fun. Okay, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Nincart Society. Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on RetconPunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of Ape Betty's music by going to ApeBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thanks for listening. Campfire.